the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Perhaps all three. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Forecast calling for a lot of clouds the rest of the afternoon. We've had some brief periods of sunshine today, which has been nice. High around 54. Eventually clear skies tonight, low 39. Tomorrow, a good deal of sun to start the day. Breezy, even windy, dare I say, with a high of 56. And gradually over the course of the week, inching up into the 60s by Sunday. So what's going on? Well, a couple things. Uh, We're going to have a special guest in just a little bit. His name is Brian Startari. He's a longtime Philadelphia sports uh, talk show host. He's known for a lot of work with the Flyers and uh, many other things he's done. But he's also, among many things, written a book called This Day in Philadelphia Sports. And if that sounds a little familiar, it's because we've been talking about how we're giving that bad boy away. Uh, The book we're talking about uh, is part of our Philly sports survey. It's a lot of fun. You just go to WFIL.com. And, uh, and take the survey where you can share who your favorite Philadelphia athlete is of all time. You just got to pick one. It's not an easy question. Uh, your favorite Philly sports moment. Perhaps the Eagles winning the Super Bowl a couple years back. Maybe a Phillies World Series or a Flyers Stanley Cup back in the 70s. If you remember those days uh, where the Sixers win the championship with Moses Malone joining Julius Irving and Maurice Cheeks and Bobby Jones. Um and then you can rank the teams. It doesn't mean you have to have one higher than another. You can just uh, rank them from one to ten. And so all that's part of the survey. It's a fun, a fun survey. And then when you do that, you qualify for a copy of This Day in Philadelphia Sports, a WFIL ball cap, which we'll get to wearing before long, hopefully, and a gift card to Rita's, uh, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Chankintown, which helps support our program. So we're giving um, those prize packs away periodically and uh, with, you know, really, honestly, nothing really going on in the world of sports. Uh, people are looking back. They don't have a chance to look forward. There's no games to report on. There are some trades, some signings, but no scores. And opening day for the Phillies would have been right about now. And instead, we're just kind of waiting to see what's happening there. On the baseball front, they've talked about double headers and accelerating the season. What folks may not realize on a side note is in baseball, they don't have that many off days to begin with. A lot of times during the season, uh, they're you know they're playing every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, pretty much, and uh, during the week they might have one day off, max two, but often just one, and they're traveling a lot, so it's not that easy to get all the games in. But we'll see how that all shakes out. We're kind of doing that with everything in life, just taking it a day at a time. So take the Philly Sports Survey while you're at WFIL.com. May I encourage you to enter several other surveys. Just a lot of fun, especially if you're kind of stuck around the house and don't have a place to go. Uh, These are some things we put up there for you to have fun with and things you could enter to win. Let me just tell you about a couple of them so you know what to look for. One is if you're into reading, there's a book that we're handing out called Finding Deep and Wide. Stop settling for the life you you have and live the one Jesus died to give you. If your relationship with God feels distant or unfulfilled, 
Perhaps you're tired from trying to check spiritual to-do list boxes. If you'd love to have a more satisfying and joyful walk with the Lord, then finding deep and wide just might be for you, and we're giving copies of that away. You can enter to win that on the contest page at WFIL.com. While you're there, there's another contest you can enter. We'll make it efficient for you, right? You can swing by and enter a bunch of contests. One's called the Summer Smile Getaway. Uh, June 19th is a, a big concert happening at King's Dominion, which is Virginia's premier amusement park. So this is a trip that we're giving away. We'll fly you and up to three family members to check out Sidewalk Profits in concert. Uh, not only do you get to meet the band and enjoy the show, but of course you can enjoy the whole park. It's not just like you go in and do the uh, concert only. You can have fun, enjoy all the rides. We'll put you up in the hotel, take care of that whole thing. A nice summer getaway. The Sidewalk Profit Summer Smile Getaway. Uh, and if you don't happen to win that, there are other prizes you could win, including Sidewalk Profit CDs and T-shirts. So that's another contest that you can enter on our site. So help yourself to all of that at WFIL.com. Before we get into our conversation with uh, Brian Startari in just a few moments, I'm just thinking to set the stage. Let's go back and get a classic on. We had Moldy Oldies Monday yesterday which is the last Monday of the month, something we're reinstituting, playing some classic songs. And uh, Jeff Moore in the distance did a great song called Home Run, and it has a spiritual body of Christ kind of analogies and how we're a team and work together and how we, that's how we make progress together. We're not on our own. Uh, you know, we're not playing, playing alone. We're, we're a team, and we're in this together. It's certainly appropriate considering the days that we're in. Uh, this song actually was picked up by ESPN for a time, and they used it as some of their background music back in the day. This song's... Back in the 90s, I think it was. Uh, Jeff Moore in the distance. This is Home Run, the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. AM 560 WFIL, Jeff Moore in the distance, and Home Run. Great song from him. We're going to take a quick break and then come back in just a moment with Brian Startari, co-author of the book This Day in Philadelphia Sports, which is one of the prizes we're handing out with the Philly Sports Survey that you can take right now at WFIL.com. Back with uh, more in just a moment on WFIL. Thanks for listening in today. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app, it's The Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in today. One of many things we have going on on our website right now is the Philly Sports Survey. It's with WFIL's Rewards Club. You share who your favorite Philadelphia athlete is, your favorite Philly sports moment, rank the teams and more. It's a lot of fun. And you could also win a copy in the end uh, of the book, This Day in Philadelphia Sports, as well as a WFIL ball cap and a gift card to read us, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. You can take the survey and get entered on the contest and surveys page at WFIL.com. Uh, kind of front and center with that prize pack, the book, 
This Day in Philadelphia Sports, which is a book that chronicles highlights and lowlights and everything in between from January 1 through December 31 in the history of Philadelphia. And so a lot of great moments in there. And uh, if you uh, hang out with us here a little bit, you get some more insight into it because we are privileged to bring on board right now one of the two authors of that book, Brian Startari. Hey, Brian, how you doing today, my friend? Hello, Tim. How are you in these troubling times? Uh, doing all right, man. Doing all right. It's an interesting state of affairs, one day at a time. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I've ever watched more games than I've covered in my entire life. <laughs> That's true. Well, let folks know. People know your name. You've been in Philly Sports Talk Radio for a lot of years. But just let's start off for context. A little bit of you know your background in radio, and also what you know what got you interested in being uh, on the radio in the first place. Well, I always wanted to be in sports radio. Hockey was my first love, and. You know, growing up, always announcing the games, uh, speaking into the end of the pencil and doing those things. So I always knew I wanted to to be on radio and do TV and cover sports. And, uh, you know, it kind of got away from me a little bit. I went through college at Rowan University, got my degree. And by the time I got out, there was very few jobs available. So uh, just one day happened upon uh, a sign in Times Square, New York for ESPN's dream job. Rolled the dice, said, I listen, I know I should go back and do this. I have a degree in it. Because I toiled around in a few smaller jobs and in the in the markets and stuff, but yeah. nothing substantial. Uh, made the show, finished sixth. Angelo Cataldi from WIP Radio in Philadelphia uh, brought me on, and this was back in '05, and parlayed that into a, about a 13 year career where I just recently had left the media to follow some other avenues. I still write and such, but spent uh, good words of nine years at WIP covering the Flyers pre and post game, the Eagles training camp. Hosted my own shows on that and did some TV for Comcast and was the author of one book and a co-author of a second book, which we'll talk about today. Public address announcement for St. Joe's. I've lived in New Jersey my whole life and I'm a Philadelphia sports nut. So um, <laughs> it was kind of uh, cool to be in the media for, for that long a time. Again, I still have ties and still do some things here and there, but uh, I'd like to ratchet up a show once in a while. It'd be cool just for old time's sake. Yeah, well, I know uh, listening to you also in your sports talk days, uh, you you prep well and you have a lot of good things to say, and and so it's, and we're glad we can have you on today to talk about this day in Philadelphia sports, specifically the book that you wrote with Kevin Reevy. Talk about and and one of the reasons we have the survey on our site right now, it's like a five or six question survey, is you know obviously give folks something to do. There's nothing to watch really, like <laughs> so. Uh, but it's also a fun thing being Philadelphia. You mentioned being a lifelong area, you know, living in Jersey and being around. And, and that's part of what we want to do with WFIL, uh, Heritage Call Letters, and, and emphasize Philadelphia. So to that end, uh, talk about the, the genesis of the book and you know how long was it brewing in the back of your head? If it was a long time, someone was like, I really need to write a book one day. Or where you're like, and then it finally happened? Or was there a, something that jolted you into doing it? Well, when I was on the uh, radio, Kevin was a, uh, a caller. And um, we had become uh, friends. I met him at a couple of events here and there. We'd become friends. So we were, uh, and at first it was going to be 25 or list and things of that nature. But it was kind of similar to, to a few other authors that had those things. We wanted something different. And, you know, Kevin had this great idea. He goes, what if we do a story about Philadelphia for every day of the year? Uh, so we got together. We started to do things. And I'll tell you what, Kevin Reavy is a machine. He's a fantastic writer. He's got a mind that, seriously, you don't want to go into. <laughs> it's, just, it's an amazing mind. Um, and, you know, I had written a book previously called Flyered Up. That was my first foray into this. And, you know, I learned a lot of things from the first time around. And um, 
this was Kevin's first book. Now we're in our third edition. But the uh, the impetus was just, let's give a, a great bathroom book. I mean, I'm the type of reader that, you know, every once in a while when I have time, I'll be able to get into something with some size and some some muscle to it, and I can get into it and read it for a long period of time. But as you know, in the world of social media and our on-the-go society before COVID-19, um, you need little blips and things that keep your interest here and there, and then you, you went somewhere else. And this is kind of the perfect format for it. So it took us about three years to get it together. Um, we wanted to make sure, though, that it was entirely Philadelphia colleges, boxing, pen relays. Um, and we wanted to put our stamp in that to go along with all the four majors as well. So that's how it happened. It took some time. Um, Kevin, again, is just a good organizer. We've got great ad- um, great ideas. And so we went. We got together well. Brian Sartari is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. We're chatting about the book, This Day in Philadelphia Sports. It's one of several things that you can win if you take our Philly Sports Survey. We also have a WFIL ball cap in there and a gift card to Rita's, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet. A uh, nice little summer pack. As I go through it, and to, and to help people understand, it's not an almanac straight just information or a dictionary of sorts. Uh, and it's not an opinion book per se. It's it's really a little bit of um, color or personality that you'll add or little stories on the side, but you kind of list out the highlights and lowlights because it's not strictly a highlight book, right? Well, that was my that was my favorite part of the book, was the commentary. Uh, Kevin and I did a list and say, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to go into further? Because everybody has that memory. I mean, I, right now as we're forced to be inside, we're watching days of yesteryear and and those kind of things. So it's kind of a mix. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of an almanac because hopefully all our facts are correct. We're reporting on history. But the other thing is people love to reminisce. People love to talk. You read about something you're like, oh, I was at that game. And I was at that game with my brother. Not just the championship, of course. But there's other games out there where, you know, where Mitch Williams hit an RBI single in the 4.41 a.m. against the Padres in the back end of a doubleheader. Right. Um, People remember what they were doing when Randall Cunningham was leaping into the end zone over Carl Banks and uh, against the Giants, those kind of things. When the yeah. Flyers beat the Soviets or when they had their 35-game unbeaten streak in 1980. I mean, there's so much history. There's so many memories. And, you know, and I think uh, like religion, like friendship, like food, sports is a catharsis. It's a good way to bring people together. And there's no better city, in my opinion, that brings sports together like the great Philadelphia fans. So it's that, that's why it works. Brian Startari, my guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app as well, chatting about his book, This Day in Philadelphia Sports. You want to take the Philly Sports Survey at WFIL.com. That will qualify you for a chance to win a copy as we have a number of them to hand out, as well as WFL ball caps and uh, Rita's gift cards as well, courtesy of Brian Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Quick break. We'll come back with more conversation with Brian Startari on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for listening in today. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL. Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for listening in this afternoon. Just a quick reminder, have some fun at WFIL.com on our contests and surveys page. There's a lot of stuff going on there right now, including the Philly Sports Survey, where you can share who your favorite Philadelphia athlete of all time is, your favorite Philly sports moment, rank the teams, maybe even share a little bit about when you played ball back in the day. 
And uh, in the process, not only have fun taking the survey, but you also qualify to win a copy of the book, This Day in Philadelphia Sports, WFIL Ball Cap, and a gift card to Rita's, courtesy of Brenner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. The book we're talking about is called This Day in Philadelphia Sports. It chronicles highlights and lowlights from the January 1st through December 31st in the history of Philadelphia sports. And uh, our guest today on the program, uh, co-author of that book, Brian Startari. In your third edition with forwards by uh, Charlie Manuel and Gritty. What was it like getting Gritty to give you a little forward for the book? Well, uh, Gritty, I have to give uh, my friends, well, who are no longer with the Flyers. I know Sean Tilder is no longer with the Flyers. He was the uh, vice president of the Flyers. And then there was Joe Heller, who helped me out tremendously as well. Um, You know, Gritty has a little bit of a communication issue with his voice, so that was tough getting him down. Uh, (laughs) But that was really done from a marketing perspective. (laughs) Um, You know, we had Charlie Manuel did the first um, forward, and he was just phenomenal. And Charlie, to this day, is probably one of the most revered uh, Philadelphia sports figures in the history. I mean, that's what happens when you win. Uh, they remember you forever, just like Fred Shiro had said. So sure. Charlie yeah. did the first one. And then we we added Gritty because we wanted to appeal to kids, too. Uh, we wanted to, you know, this is a great thing for my son to read. And now he reads about the history. And then he asked me about these things. And, and I tell him if it was before 1970, I can, you know, I can give him a firsthand look. Uh, but if it was before 1970, the year I was born, we can look it up together. We can learn these different things. So it, it gets it gets fathers and and moms to get together with their sons and daughters. It gets, you know, people together and talk about things. And, or if you want to be alone in your bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. But yeah, yeah. it reaches out to a lot of different people. Brian Startari is our guest. The book, This Day in Philadelphia Sports, on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. And uh, the survey that we have on our site right now that for fun for listeners involves a few questions. And I'll ask you a couple of them. You tell me what you think. One of them actually has to do with your favorite sports moment ever in Philadelphia. Whether you were there or not, you can actually add that in if you will. But is there a favorite moment for you, whether it's a, as a fan or, or a game you were at, that you'd have to well, put the top? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, in, in in fairness, I mean, everybody's going to say February 4th, 2018. I mean, let alone the fact that I covered the Eagles for over 10 years. I was also, I'm also a 30-year season ticket holder, 31-year. So uh, that Super Bowl, that day in my house, uh, I went to the first, well, the second one against, the first one against the Patriots, the second Super Bowl in Jacksonville. I decided to stay home with my kids and my brother uh, this year to, to watch the game with my friends and, and enjoyed it. But uh, other than the championship game and the best memory, um, it's funny, I just had this conversation with Sam Carcidia of the Philadelphia Inquirer. He and I used to cover the Flyers together. He still covers the, um, uh, the Flyers. And um, it was May 4th, 2004. I was in New York. So funny. I was working um, for a healthcare provider. A little later on that, that year, I would go into the dream job thing. But I was in New York, and I was at the hotel, and I decided to to stay in the hotel area. And this was the flyer, the Toronto Maple Leafs in overtime. Um, Jeremy Roenick scored in game six to give the Flyers a 5-4 win. Uh, and the game had so much. The call was fantastic by Jim Jackson. Uh, and it catapulted the Flyers into the Stanley Cup finals. And I just remember being away from home and I couldn't watch it with you know other Flyers fans and things of that nature. But I had my jersey on. And, you know, I had some wings and I had myself a little party and it was phenomenal. It's the number one game I put in my book. I was away in New York, but seeing the Flyers on the TV and doing well, winning and getting to the Stanley Cup finals. 
uh, that was a way of bringing home, uh, bringing that home aspect to me while I was up in New York. So that was just awesome. All right. That's a re very reasonable, uh, good story there. I, and uh, I, I would put 1980, uh, I was at game six with my dad. I was 12 in right field. And uh, I remember when Willie Wilson uh -huh. struck out. And uh, our arms were in the air for you know, a solid couple of minutes. I just remember everyone just not moving. Everyone was happy. And all the honking on the way home that night as a kid, well, you know. I can relate to that. In 2008, with the Phillies in the World Series, uh, you know, how long we waited. Um, I was doing a pregame for CNN at the time, TV. Uh, and I was doing, you know, World Series uh, previews and reports from the ballpark. And then after my pre preview hit, I was done for the day. So... Uh, I got to go in and watch the game. So I had tickets, and I brought my brother. This was part two of game five against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. And uh, I'll remember the sense of just excitement in the, in the ballpark. It was, it was palpable. It was just, you could just feel it in the air that that night was the night we were going to win it. And I sat there, and there was, I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. Two, two strikes, two outs, Brad Lidge on the mound. Uh, my brother's sitting right next to me, uh, what, 50,000 Philly fans screaming, a sea of red. And then when they got and recorded the final out, I think it was Eric Hinsky, I believe, who struck out for the Tampa Bay Rays. It was just this sense of euphoria. I mean, I, I was nine when the Phillies had won the last World Series. This time, I was, what, 37, but with my brother and exciting and being there live. It's something that you could never ever just duplicate being there when your team wins it all is just phenomenal ryan Startar is our guest on the tim demoss show am560 wfil.com and on the app we're chatting about his book this day in philadelphia sports co-written with kevin Reevy, and uh, we're giving it away a lot of copies if you want to win one and perhaps also get a wfil ball cap and a rita's gift card courtesy of brian or chevrolet in jenkintown Get yourself in the running by taking our Philly Sports Survey. It's a lot of fun, and you might win that prize pack as well. The Philly Sports Survey available on our contests and surveys page at WFIL.com. Simple questions like uh, who your favorite Philadelphia athlete of all time is. Mine's Mike Schmidt. A lot of great athletes have come through that I've, I've liked as well. Dr. J, Julius Irving, and a bunch of others. Uh, your favorite Philly sports moment. Your for, uh, favorite sports team in history. Mine's probably the 1980 Phillies World Series uh, a team with Mike Schmidt and Larry Bowe and Steve Carlton and all that. But the, the teams in the, in the OOs were great too, like Ryan Howard and Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins and Cole Hamels and all that. Uh, and baseball and the other sports have had some great teams along the way too. So you can answer those questions and again, maybe win our prize pack. Just check out the contest and surveys page at WFIL.com. We'll take a quick break, come back and keep our conversation going with Brian Startari. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Don't forget, one of many things going on these days is our uh, kindness challenge. Right on our homepage, you can win $5,000 for yourself and another $5,000 for a deserving national organization with this kindness challenge. It's fairly straightforward. Every day between now and the middle of April, we've been doing it for a while, and you can catch up if you haven't seen this before, we're posting acts of kindness for you to carry out. And whenever you do them, 
and just check the box by the act of kindness you completed. You'll get entries in the contest for every box you check, and there are bonus entry opportunities as well. 5000 for you, 5000 for a deserving national organization. That's uh, where the kindness challenge goes. If you find out about that, you can do, I mean, you can find out about it, I should say, right in our homepage at WFIL.com. Forecast calling for a lot of clouds the rest of the afternoon. Some sunshine coming through, though. It's nice. Uh, low down eventually to 39 tonight with clear skies. We'll have sunshine to start tomorrow. Breezy, too. Maybe even windy. And then uh, getting cloudy tomorrow afternoon. And a high of 56. And the rest of the week slowly inching up a bit. May get as high as 65 on Sunday. In the meantime, we keep our conversation going. We're glad to have longtime Philadelphia Sports Talk host Brian Startari on our program. He's co-written a book called This Day in Philadelphia Sports. We're giving copies away at WFIL.com. All you do is have fun. Go to WFIL.com, click the contest and surveys page, and uh, share some thoughts. Your favorite Philadelphia athlete, your favorite Philly sports moment. You can rank the teams from 1 to 10. Uh, so it's not about one versus the other. You might love them all, or you might love three, and the other one you don't follow, or whatever it is. And uh, there are some other questions there. And uh, you, know, you don't have to be a sports, uh, you know, super knowledgeable person necessarily. It's not a quiz. It's just a fun survey to hear what you think. And uh, for doing that, you qualify to win this book, This Day in Philadelphia Sports, which chronicles highlights and lowlights uh, of Philadelphia sports dates from the 1st of January through the 31st of December. Uh, in the history of Philadelphia, not just, I should note, not just you know, all the the names you might know, uh, like Donovan McNabb of the Eagles or Brian Dawkins or perhaps Julius Irving or Allen Iverson or, uh, you know, uh, from the Flyers, Bobby Clark or Eric Lindros, uh, Phillies, Jimmy Rollins and all the other great players over the years, Steve Carlton, uh, Chuck Klein, whatever it might be. Um, but you also have some athletes who weren't Philadelphia athletes, but moments were made here in Philadelphia by uh, players from other teams. Yeah, and that's all part of the history as well. And this is really where Kevin, uh, he should, I told him he should have been an investigative journalist because we, when we looked at different things and we go, oh, well, this is probably a bigger event, but see, this is the kind of conversation that was happening. Like, uh, you know, everybody knows of that big item. Like on the 11th of January, the Eagles against Dallas championship in 81 was also that day. It was also the same day the Flyers played the Russians. So January 11th is huge. Right, <laughs> I mean, right, right. But, you know, there's other days where you're talking about trades that happened or somebody did a, a great feat in Philadelphia at the time and, and they were an opposing player. Or, you know, Joe Montana. Um, I forget what year it was. I think it was 85, maybe. Eagles were up 28 to 10 uh, going into the fourth quarter against Joe Montana and the uh, 49ers. And uh, Joe Montana's throws four touchdowns in the fourth quarter alone <laughs> right? <laughs> and they win the game. So that's in there as well. So yeah, uh, it didn't have to be all uh, fun and glory. In fact, there's also stuff in there, which is sad as well. I mean, yeah, Philadelphia, the, one of the saddest days of my childhood was November 10th, 1985. Yep. When, when Pelly Lindbergh had passed away in a, in an auto accident. Um, I remember the day when I learned about the death of Jerome Brown in, 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 in June of, Oh, I can't even remember that day. Maybe '93 it was. Um, yeah. So I mean, those are those are the times where you remember as well. So there's also you know memories of some not so not so happy uh, occurrences, sure. but also the ones that you know you realize that that's still a part of history. And Philadelphia, let's face it, has had their has had their sad moment. You're not kidding, uh, Brian Startari, our guest, a co-author of This Day in Philadelphia Sports, which chronicles highlights and lowlights and everything in between. 
from January 1st to December 31st in the history of Philadelphia sports, not just baseball, hockey, football, and basketball, but college sports, boxing, and other things too. Um, there is a little known trivia fact or whatever uh, out there that, that you'll, you'll know the answer to about uh, there's only a few days out of the whole year where there are no games being played by any of the four sports teams, which you know would be... day before and after the All-Star break in Major League Baseball. Correct. Major League Baseball is the only game in town in that in that part of this calendar. So how did you tackle that? I mean, I know the answer. I had the book in front of you. But do you remember, you know, I guess the All-Star breaks? Because uh, that kind of spreads. It depends when the All-Star break is. It's a, it's yeah, a, well, that's the thing. It was... There were there were times where it was really really hard to find something. Yeah. But yeah. Since the All Star date was was different every year on the calendar, we got lucky and filled in. I believe I remember correctly, there was a there was an August fourth or August fifth date, which was which was really tough, and we found something. And I think it was a I think it was a trade, you know, or something yeah. of that yep. matter, or or something had happened, uh, uh, you know, off the field. There, there were instances like that. Now, I'm sorry, it's been a few years since we put this together. Um, but, yeah, there were times like that where there was a challenge. There was a challenge <laughs> to find something. But then again, for every challenge there, there were certain dates where they had nine or ten, and we couldn't put everything in there. So you, you did not have to stoop to, like, the miniature golf club of Atco, New Jersey, <laughs> held its uh, championship round or whatever. It was No, there, there, is, there is, I think, one or two I, I remember. It was a day in August, and I, I'll have to go back, and maybe I'll email it to you later, too. Okay. <laughs> there was something in August where Kevin and I were like, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do something real quick and make a memory. Yeah, we, well, we, we were going to toy with the idea of saying uh, uh, in the future we were going to make a prediction and then edit it back in a, in a future edition. But That'd be interesting. Well, sure. Yeah, well. Well, we're working on something like that without the real too much, but yeah, uh, we're we're working on a couple more projects, Kevin and I, um, especially six feet apart. So yes, um, <laughs> that's excellent. That's great. Well, one other question for you, Brian. Uh, again, chatting this day in Philadelphia sports for those just tuning in, and if you're catching the tail end of our uh, conversation, you can always get the podcast to be right on our homepage at wfil.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So you can download or subscribe. You know, part of the survey I mentioned that we have on our site now, the Philly Sports Survey has to do with ranking the teams. And the way we did it was not – we're trying to make it so that you don't have to put one down at the expense of another. But if you had a right. favorite team that you kind of grew up with, this is my go- – I love them all, but here's the team I really be most excited about if they won a championship or that you follow more closely. How would you rank the teams, the, 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 the well, four sports I mean, teams? I, I know you know me very well, so yeah. you, there'll be no surprise yeah. that the first team would be the Flyers. Correct. Uh, and – it ha- just happens to be that the Flyers are in one of the throes of the longest droughts in sports history now without a championship. Yeah. I mean, they haven't won since 1975. They got swept by the Canadians in 76. They lost to the Islanders. They got cheated to the Islanders in 80. Lost to Gretzky and the Oilers twice in the 80s. Lost to the Red Wings. Got swept in the 90s and then had that heartbreaker in 2010 versus the Blackhawks. So, yes, I want the cup before I die. I remember a sign in Madison Square Garden from a Ranger fan after they beat the Canucks in Game 7 in 94. He had a sign that said, now I can die in peace. Yeah. Um, yes, I would want a Stanley Cup first. Uh, the second would be, um, you know, the Eagles. It was great. Uh, and much as I love a nice sunny afternoon, and I hope we all get that soon at the ballpark again, uh, I would go Eagles. That that uh, the, covering the team all those years, um, sitting in 602 at the vet in my in my first years of my team. I've had season tickets since I was 18. Um, wow. And then moving over to the link and 
having all those close calls and those NFC championships, and then when the Eagles winning, I'll take another Super Bowl. Uh, and then, of course, the Phils. Uh, I got to see two World Series in my time, one when I was nine and one when I was 37. And then, again, I saw the Sixers game in 83, 83 when they uh, when they swept the Lakers, one of the best teams ever assembled. So I guess that's how I would rank them. Flyers, Eagles, Phillies, 76ers. Okay. That's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to watch and, and to have those memories. And I guess the in-person, because one of the questions we had talked about are on, on our survey has to do with memories you saw from afar versus if you happen to be there. It's blurring in my mind which ones you were at and which ones you were, you know. Uh, you... Well, this is, this is a funny, this is actually a funny story here because the greatest game I was never at, yeah, which I had tickets to, <laughs> okay, was, was Game Six of the 1987 um, Stanley Cup Finals with the Flyers and Oilers. This is the game that JJ Daniel scored, and the Spectrum went nuts, and it was the loudest ever. Hmm. I had tickets, and uh, I was 16 at the time, and I was a huge Genesis fan as well. And uh, in February, I had waited out 24 hours in the cold, in the freezing cold. That's how I used to get tickets back then waiting out in line. Uh, and I got front row seats, second row seats, the Genesis at the vet. And it just so happened that it was May 28th, 1987. Six months later, the Flyers are in the Stanley Cup Finals and it's the same night. And I'm like, all right, well, the Oilers were leading three games to two. So I'm like, okay, if I miss the game and they win the cup, I don't want to be there and watch the cup anyway by another team. I walked out of the, the, the Blackhawks uh, with their cup. Because I, as soon as they, as soon as the Blackhawks scored, I walked out. I didn't want to see the cup, so I went to the Genesis concert, and I, it's the single biggest regret in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't go, so uh, that's the one where I had tickets. I didn't go, but there's a lot of great games. I mean, the Eagles finally getting over the hump against the Falcons in 04 uh, and 05 to to win the NFC Championship finally and get into the Super Bowl, um, being at the Super Bowl even though they lost, and then of course watching the Phils do what they do so yeah those were the kind of great games that i glad i was there for like an obscure thing was i was there when bobby denier hit an inside the park home run i never saw that before it was incredible that's yeah. fun those are fun yeah. moments very exciting yeah. moments right absolutely you know, so those were the things i was at a flyers game where they scored 10 goals against the winnipeg jets where dave babbage who used to play for the winnipeg jets um i incessantly yelled in his ear to get me a puck and after five minutes i think he said here take it shut up <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's that was funny. that was another sports memory that I was there, and the only game I ever went to with my father, any sporting event. My dad wasn't a sports guy, but he took us to the Phillies Cubs game. I believe it was nineteen seventy seven or seventy eight. Hmm. That was in June. That was the only game I ever went to with my dad. Ryan Startari is our guest, co-author of the book This Day in Philadelphia Sports. He co-wrote it with Kevin Reevy. It chronicles highlights and lowlights and everything in between from uh, memorable moments in Philadelphia sports history from January 1st through December 31st throughout Philadelphia history. So they're you know all over the place and some side stories and color commentary. We're giving copies away and also WFL ball caps and uh, gift cards to read us courtesy of Brenner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. You can get yourself entered to win those prize packs at WFL.com. Just start by having fun taking the survey itself and then perhaps we'll draw your name to win a prize pack. It's happening here on WFIL on our website WFL.com. We'll keep our conversation going with Brian and wrap up our program in just a few moments here. That's Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL? Email D 
at WFIL.com. AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the app, too. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for hanging out. We do this every weekday afternoon, 4 till 5. You're welcome to help yourself to the podcast right on our homepage at WFIL.com. You can also uh, subscribe to it and or uh, you know check it out on various platforms like uh, Google Podcasts and iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and I think it's TuneIn and Stitcher as well. I'm probably forgetting something. Anyhow, we're excited to be out there and hope that you'll uh, support the program. Enjoy and feel free to tell a friend. Uh, also, speaking of which, I'd like to tell you, because I consider you my friend, uh, of a new opportunity to see the number one political documentary of 2019. We don't get, quote unquote, too political in this program, but I thought you might want to know about this. It's called No Safe Spaces. Uh, it's a film that illustrates how America is exceptional and shows how uh, our foundational American values have come under attack and how you can fight back. It's a must-see, as they say, for any American, young or old. The only problem is Hollywood's not too interested in you seeing this movie. In fact, you can't get it on Netflix or Amazon Prime. They won't take it, but you can see it by watching it at nosafespaces.com. It's a sobering reminder, no matter who you are, if you think or say things that are different than what perhaps the radical left side of things might be uh, pushing out, could be on social media, at work, maybe even at your place of worship, they'll come to shut you down. Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla reveal how America has become a dangerous place to speak your mind and share ideas, and they do it in an entertaining and powerful way. The film also stars Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, Tim Allen, and a number of others. Again, it's called No Safe Spaces. You can check it out at nosafespaces.com. We keep our program rolling and want to kind of come down the home stretch with Brian Startari, who's our guest and co-author of the book, This Day in Philadelphia Sports. Of course, the, the leagues and everybody's stopped. We're not playing games. We don't have no scores to report. You know, opening day for the Phillies you know, didn't happen. And it's kind of up in the air what's going to happen with hockey and uh, basketball resuming and all that. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing to think about. Uh, on the one hand, they're serious. They're obviously big business. And uh, there's a lot at stake. There's a lot of pressure and all that. At the same time, it isn't life or death. Uh, our lives are going along without them. And even in things like uh, Game 7 of the World Series, it's still called Game 7, right? It's not War 7. It's Game 7, right? There's there's nothing better, though, than a Game 7 uh, in, in uh, the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. And that's what I'm missing the most. <laughs> yeah, well, the Flyers run a trajectory for it. but uh, Oh, my goodness. That's what hurts the most. It's, that's typical Philadelphia, I tell you. It's typical, <laughs> typical, typical. I think... is us. But, but you're right. It's, it's, it's do or die in a sports sense, but it becomes a memory back and forth. But, I mean, there's heartbreak in the world. There's heartbreak in sports. And obviously sports is a game. It's a moneymaker. But yeah. It, yeah. nonetheless, it, it also shapes the, uh, the times of your life. And, it, and it's the fabric that makes up all of what we are. Yeah. 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 So last question for you from the sports survey that we had. Just your favorite. You have a favorite athlete of, of any of the four teams. Well, it could be anybody. It doesn't be Philly's uh, pro sports team. It could be a college team, whatever. But a favorite athlete. Mine's Mike Schmidt. I'll just tell you that up front. Uh, I used to get a white T-shirt out and get a red marker and and stripe it <laughs> and put the number twenty in the bat and and back and do a little butt waggle and the wag the bat at at in the bat, wherever I was. Wiffle ball in the backyard didn't matter if I'm imitating Schmidt or if I picked up the ball. I kind of had this fluid motion to throw it like he was so smooth. How about for you? This is this is so hard because I I'd have to break it down per sport and then I'd have to break it down to the athlete I respect the most. 
and then the athlete, you know, from outside of Philadelphia, and then the Philadelphia athlete, which was my favorite. Look, uh, favorite but if I had to choose yeah. any one of them, it would come down to either Eric Lindros uh, or Chase Utley, and I think I'd give Chase Utley the odd uh, nod. And oddly enough, uh, he I named my first son uh, after Chase. <laughs> my son named Chase, and my second my second son Braden Cole, and he was named after Braden Coburn and Cole Hamels. <laughs> which was going on wow. uh, in 09. Yes. Uh, but Ch- Chase Utley to me. Um, and I think Harry helped along the way. Chase Utley, you are the man. <laughs> you know, right. Uh, right. just yeah. the way he played, the way he carried himself. Uh, if you were going to tell somebody, listen, this is, if you want to know how to play the game the right way, if you want to know how, how to, to play hard and to be responsible and to be a great teammate and to, and to go all out 100% every time. That was Chase Utley, man. He was. And he, he was good in the clutch. Uh, he was one of the best, if not the best, second baseman for a five-year period. You know, he's probably just short of Hall of Fame credentials. But, man, did I love watching him play. And I loved Harry talking about it. Yeah, and one of my favorite moments you were at, you know, from Game 5 of the World Series. I mean, a fake throw, a pump throw to first. Oh. And, and throws out, the uh, I forgot his name, at the plate. Uh, Anyway, well, throws a good question, trivia question. Who would he throw out? Yeah, you know, and I just looked this up not too long ago, and it slipped my mind. But but that that's just the I actually talked to him after the game. He was standing. Oh, did I did. He was standing by his locker. He was just quiet, and I didn't want to interrupt him, so I didn't take my microphone out to in, to actually have audio of it. But I said, "Did you know what you were doing with that ball before it ever happened?" He said, "Absolutely." He said, "Yes, I yeah. did." He was thinking ahead, and I try to teach my kids that. I was an average player myself. I don't know. I don't have the skills some do. But if you're thinking and you're planning ahead, and if the ball's hit hard, if it's hit off, it's my left to my right, that allows you to know what you're going to do before you don't have to worry about it. You can know what you're going to do. You know? Absolutely. And you know what? That's a, that's a great anecdote for life. And when I'm driving, my kids tell me I'm a crazy driver. Uh, yeah. And I say, listen. You don't look at the, the car that's only in front of you. You look at the car that's in front of them. Yes. Uh, and it always reminds me of um, uh, my one of my famous sports quotes. And this is the guy that I respect more than anybody to answer your other question is Wayne Gretzky. Uh, and he said that uh, Wayne Gretzky said that good players go where the puck is. Yes. And great players go where the puck's going to be. Yes. You know, and there <laughs> you have it. I mean, yes. You know, so. From the all-time assist leader, and well, and goals leader too, but just the no, the vision. For now, for yeah, now. yes, true. But, but I tell you what, uh, he may he may have that record now. Ovechkin runs out of games to play. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Brian Startari, co-author of the book This Day in Philadelphia Sports, which we're giving away when you take the Philly Sports Survey, you qualify for that and some other cool prizes. Great having you on today, my friend. All right, well, listen, Tim, it's always great to catch up with you. And by the way, I'm a big listener of the, of the program. I love your morning show. It's the Gaul. Uh, just, uh, uh, just always been a big fan of yours, Tim. You do a good job. You're a good man. And uh, it was good catching up with you. Absolutely. Enjoy your family. Uh, enjoy your six-foot whatever. I guess <laughs> you don't have to be six feet away at home, but you're sequestering and whatever it is. And All I'm doing is cooking and exercising. Cooking and exercising. That's it. <laughs> Eat and work it off. That's great. That's it. Brian Startari, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show. That'll do it for now. Have a great night. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.